Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. This is my Bible. I can have what it says I can have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God. And I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. If you believe that, make some noise for Jesus Christ. You can take your seats. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank everybody for your prayer. Whoa. Jesus. Let me grab the other mic. No, it's okay? Okay. Um, thank you guys for your prayers. Um, uh, my grandmother went home to be with Jesus. Amen. And um, it's just, I, I guess I never really dealt with that because I was so close with her. Every Sunday um, for the past year, I called her every Sunday on the way to church. And I would talk, have, we would have a little talk. And we would talk about different stuff and sweet potato pies. <laughs> <laughs> And um, my last trip down there, which was like two or three weeks ago, um, prior to her death, um, she, you know, she, she was on a deathbed, and, and God raised her up, and um, she, um, God gave her some new skin. And um, so what we did is, so I was kind of still kind of like, oh, what's going on? And um, I said, you want me to stop praying, Grandma? She was like, no, nah, just I, I want to make it to your wedding, and um, I want to see your kids. And um, so she got up took me into the kitchen and taught me how to make cornbread from, cornbread from scratch. <laughs> I told Pastor Powell that. He was like, you got to make some for me. <laughs> so you want me to grab the other mic? Because there's a lot of feedback. Is it okay? All right, all right. All right. Tonight, um, <clears throat> I'm going to teach about the importance of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So go to Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3. And, oh, yeah, also, like, the week the week she died, my mom went down to see her, and um, she woke up. She was in a lot of pain. Um, she was diagnosed with stomach cancer as well as um, lupus 20 years ago, and, um, but she was okay with it as long as she was active, but she had to retire early and whatnot. She, was, um, she worked for the county jail, <laughs> so she searched everybody when they came through and whatnot, but um, she woke up. And my mom was down there, and she said, my mom's name is Jackie. She said, Jackie, it's time. I'm about to leave. Um, tell everybody I love them. And she said, and my mom's like, you about to leave me? She was like, yeah, I'm about to leave you. And um, so she peacefully went to sleep and died like six hours later. So I, I thought that, that comforted my heart, knowing that God kind of prepared my heart for that and Amen. All right. The importance of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Tonight is twofold. I'm on mandate from um, our man of God, Pastor Powell. He, he asked me to share what I'm about to share with you guys. Um, several years ago, the Lord, uh, I've been saved ever since I was four, filled with the Holy Ghost ever since I was six or seven, and praying for people ever since I was like nine or ten to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I know that th that, that is a particular area that God has graced me in. And several years ago, probably close to 
eight years ago, I was in Bible school working for TV Guy. You guys know TV Guy, right? Um, and the Lord gave me a, a night vision, and he said, I want you to get people saved. I said, well, Lord, I, I'm getting people saved. He said, no, I want you to get more people saved. And also, I want you to get them filled with the Holy Ghost. When you lead them to Christ, get them filled right then on the spot. So I acted upon that the very next two, two or three weeks. I was at TV Guide, and I was witnessing to a Hispanic sister and um, a Hispanic brother and told them about the power of the cross and how they need to get saved. They got saved, and I said, well, you need to get filled with the Holy Ghost. And right there in the parking lot in Tulsa, Oklahoma, I prayed for them to get saved, and, and also I laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost and spoke in tongues for the first time. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so um, for several years, the Lord has had me minister along those lines, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the importance of it, of speaking in other tongues. I, I can truly say without, without boasting or bragging on myself, but just the way that God has trained me, um, I've prayed hours upon hours in tongues at one setting, and um, the church, particular church that I came out of, out in Oklahoma, we, every Friday night was a shut-in, and we would pray like 12 hours in tongues. So I know the importance of this thing, what we call the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So tonight, my objectives are to clearly, to, to help you to clearly see through scriptures the importance of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and to empower every spirit-filled believer through scriptures to lead others into this wonderful experience. So tonight, I want to help those who are not filled to get filled, and for those who are, to help others to get filled. So go to Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. It says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Also in Luke chapter 3, verse 16 says, And John answered and said, said to all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to lose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So how many know that this is, uh, that John the Baptist was testifying that Jesus was coming to baptize us with the Holy Ghost and fire? Luke chapter 24, go over there, Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24. Verse 49, here's Jesus after the resurrection. He's about to be resurrected, um, ascended to the Father, and he, he left this commandment. He says, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from, from on high. Now, the word endued means to be clothed with power on high, to be invested, to, to, to put on with power on high. Now, in Acts chapter 1, verse 4 through 5, of course, you know me. I always have a lot of scriptures, so hopefully you're taking notes quickly. <laughs> Acts chapter 1, verse 4 through 5, it says, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from hence. So right there, you, it shows us that Jesus gave a command to the disciples and to the apostles not to leave Jerusalem until they were clothed with power from on high. How many know that if it was important for them to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, it is important for us to be baptized in the day that we live in? Amen. Uh, Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. It's amazing how some people leave without receiving this power. 
Now, you have a whole denomination who will preach against this and say that it's of the devil. But I want everything, if everything that's in the Bible that is for me, I want to receive it. Amen? Amen. And here at Agape, we believe that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is part of the day that we live in. And I'm going to show you through Scripture. Um, John chapter 20. Go to John chapter 20. John chapter 20. That's the fourth book in the New Testament. John chapter 20. John chapter 20, just for time's sake, I'm going to uh, read 21 through 23. So Jesus said to them, again, peace be to you. As the Father has sent me, I also sent you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them. And some people thought it was strange for Benny Hinn to breathe on people. So he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. So right here at this scripture, I want to submit to you that this is the moment that the disciples were born again. That it was a a gentle breath of God that came upon them. Go to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Now this is, that happened before they went to the Um, the upper room on the day of Pentecost. Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 4 says this. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And then they appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. One set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So right here, this is a, a, another experience outside of the new birth that Jesus has commanded us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. What is this fire? The fire is the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. Jesus is God's gift to the world, but the Holy Spirit is God's gift to the church. The Bible tells us, that this is a promise or a gift from the Father. If, again, we looked at Luke chapter 24, verse 49. Also, you can look at um, um, Acts chapter 1, 4 through 6. It talks about the promise. Um, Acts 2, chapter 2, verse 32 and 33 speaks of the promise as well. When is, this gift, when is this gift available? It is available to every believer right now. If you're a believer in Jesus, this gift is available to you. Amen. This gift was given on the day of Pentecost. Since that t- time and, and until now, it is available to, is available to as many as the Lord our God has called. Acts chapter 2, verse 39. The only thing that qualifies us for this gift is the blood of Jesus. It is not our good works. It's not what we do or what we don't do that can cause this gift for us to receive this gift. But whether and who do we put our trust in for our salvation? So when we get saved, that qualifies us for this precious gift. See, some, back in my day when I was growing up, they used to say that you had to clean yourself and you had to be right in order to receive the precious gift of the Holy Spirit. But I found out through scriptures that, and, and also through experience that God will fill a drug dealer just like he would a person who's been saved all their little life. So the only thing that cleanses us is the blood of Jesus. That's the thing, that's the power of the blood, that it makes us righteous as if we never sinned. Now, what is tongues? Tongues is a supernatural language given by the Holy Ghost, made available to every believer to pray out the perfect will of God. 
when Jesus was preparing to return to heaven after his death and resurrection, he instructed his followers to wait in Jerusalem for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This was important to Jesus that his followers be endued with power on high. Um, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 18, I thank my God that I pray in tongues more than you all. So if Apostle Paul had to pray in tongues, what about you and I? <laughs> he wrote over, God used him to write over the two-thirds of the New Testament. I'm going to give you ten reasons, real quick, give you ten reasons why every believer should speak in tongues. Everybody say ten reasons. The first reason, reason number one, tongues is the initial sign or evidence. In Acts chapter 2, verse 4, it says, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. Um, there was a, guy, a powerful man of God by the name of Howard Carter. He's the founder of the oldest Pentecostal Bible school in the world. And this is what he said about speaking with other tongues. Speaking with other tongues is not only the initial evidence of the Holy Spirit indwelling, it is the continual experience for the rest of one's life. What is the purpose of this um, indwelling, uh, infilling of the Holy Spirit? It is to assist in the worship of God, praying out the mysteries of God's will upon the earth, speaking in tongues is a, follow, is a flowing stream that never should dry up, for it will enrich a person's life spiritually. So, so some of us who've been filled with the Spirit of God and speaking in other tongues ever since we were six or seven or eight, how many know that we need to continue to be filled with the Spirit? Amen. Amen. Reason number two, tongues is, the, is, is for spiritual edification. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4 says, He who speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. But he who prophesies edifies the church. So speaking in tongues builds your inner man up. It makes you stronger spiritually. Working out in the gym, eating the right food will cause you to develop more. It will cause you to develop more. Likewise, speaking in tongues do the same thing to our spirit man. <laughs> Amen. I lost 15 pounds, you guys. <laughs> I lost 15 pounds over, over this, um, this, this fast. I felt good. <laughs> Getting, waiting, getting ready for the wedding night. Uh, Jude 20 says, um, but, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jude 20 says, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keeping yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. Again, praying in tongues is for spiritual edification. Reason number three. <laughs> um, um, it is a supernatural means of communication with Father God. I like to put it this way. It is a hotline to God. Just like the president has a hotline, we have our personal hotline to God. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2 says, For he who speaks in an unknown tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. Another translation says he speaks divine secrets. Amplify says this, For one who speaks in an unknown tongue, uh, speaks not to men but to God, for no one understands or catches his meanings, because in the Spirit he utters the secrets, the secret truths and hidden things, not obvious to the understanding. 1 Corinthians 14, 14 says, if, if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is fruitful. So when we pray in tongues, our minds are unfruitful when we pray in tongues. But we can pray and know that God hears us. When we pray in tongues, we're talking to God in a divine supernatural supernatural language that our minds have nothing to do with. We are communicating with God on a higher level. Amen. Reason number four, praying in tongues is praying out the perfect will of God. 
if it's praying out. How many know that sometimes when we pray in tongue or pray in English, we pray selfishly. We pray out of our soulless realms. We pray out of our minds. We pray based on what we see. But Romans chapter 8, verse 26 through 28 says, likewise, the spirit also. Can I, I'm going to change this because it's bothering me. Uh, Romans chapter 8. Twenty-six says, likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, our weaknesses. For we do not know how to pray what we should, let me read this. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So the Bible says the Spirit helps our infirmities or helps our weaknesses. How many know one of our weaknesses that, that we don't know how to pray as we ought? There's things we just don't know how to pray for. We don't know the future. But thank God for the Holy Spirit. He does. And, it, and if it, it goes down to 28, it says, you know, we know all things work together for the good to those who love God and call according to his purpose. If you read that in context, it's simply saying that whatever the Holy Spirit is praying for, it's going to work good for, it's going to work towards our good. It wasn't talking about the accident that I had, it's working for my good. It wasn't talking about the car that I got repossessed, it's working towards my good. It's just that I didn't pay my my car payment, you know, and so what's working towards our good is our prayer language. When we begin to pray with the Holy Ghost, that's going to work towards our good. I'm not just simply spitting out syllables that doesn't mean anything, but I am actually communicating with God going into my future and causing it to come in manifestation right now. So when you pray in tongues, you're going, you're going ahead. The Holy Ghost is going ahead of you and praying that will of God out for you. How many know in order to walk out the will of God, you got to pray it out first? Amen. Some people, just, they just want oh, the will of God, the will of God. No, you got to take time and come out Friday nights in your prayer time. One thing that me and my fiance has discussed on Friday nights, we're going to get together and we're going to pray in tongues because we want to pray out the perfect will of God for our lives. We're limited when our, with our knowledge. We don't know what God has in store for us. So when we tap into the Holy Ghost and begin to pray in the future, say, Lord, I just thank you. I just believe I receive whatever you have in the future and start I am going, the Holy Spirit is going ahead of me, praying out that perfect will of God for my life. Amen. Amen. Take a praise break for that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm here. I want to challenge you guys, not just only just to pray in tongues when it's a high service and a high praise service. Hallelujah. And that's it. That's the rest of your prayer language and praying in tongues. You need to do this every day. The Apostle Paul says, I thank my God. I pray in tongues more than you all. And the church at Corinth prayed in tongues on a consistent basis. So he, we woke up in the morning praying in tongues. He's, he's walking to city to city praying in tongues. He's constantly praying out the will of God. I don't know about you, but I want the more of God in 2005. Amen. If we're going to get the more of God, Agape, we got to pray the plan of God for our lives. As we collectively pray in tongues, we're praying for our individual lives. We're praying for our, our lives together. We're praying for our nations. We're tapping into the realm where God lives. Amen. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit within us gives us utterance to pray out the will of God. The Holy Spirit is helping us to pray according to the will of God for things that we should pray for. The Holy Spirit does not groan or speak in tongues apart from us. Speaking in tongues is spirit-directed prayers. The Lord spoke to a prophet um, years ago by his spirit saying, people by their wrong praying pull things out of focus. By praying their own praying, prayers, by their own thinking, out of their own mind, they pull things out of focus. 
This then gets God's plan out of focus many times. His perfect will cannot be done. Sometimes we think that we should know. I, I, I can tell you, there's um, many people, my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> let me just tell you about this. My ex-girlfriend, and I saw her recently too. Um, <laughs> my ex-girlfriend, while I was down at, at, the, at the funeral, um, my ex-girlfriend was there. <laughs> and um, my own grandma did not like her. This, I, I've never seen my grandmother act like this. When, she, when I brought her home to meet my grandma, she was like, hi. <laughs> I mean, she was really, you know, whatever. But um, I paid this girl's rent. And she broke my heart. But anyway, that's not. Anyway. All right. So um, <laughs> she said, I don't love you that way. I said, what you want me to do? Beat you? Slap you? She said one time, she's like, you need to get an earring. Why? Because you want me to slap you around? Maybe you'll love on me. Oh, so. All right. <laughs> so, um, so this girl, this girl um, after, you know, she, she broke my heart and whatnot. And I was praying and doing some things. Just like, God, I don't know. Just, you know, I trust you. And um, this girl said, well, the Lord told me that we're supposed to be back together. When I got together with my fiance, the Lord told her that we're supposed to be together. And so she was praying and fasting that we get back together. How many know that's pulling things out of focus? <laughs> so she's praying and believing God that we're going to get back together. I said, we're never going to get back together. You can pray to Jesus come back. You can fast till you look like Michael Jackson. We're not getting back together. So sometimes we pray and we are asking God for things that God doesn't have in store for us. Be careful what you pray for because you, you might get it. Be careful because just like how many know that God will give you things that is not in his perfect will. Look at the children of Israel. It was not God's will for them to have a king. And they prayed and begged God and God gave them a king. So be careful that you don't get the wrong king. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So praying in tongues help keep us, keep everything in focus because we're, per, we're praying out the perfect will of God. Reason number five, praying in tongues stimulates faith. Jude 20 says, but, be, but you beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. You have to exercise faith when you pray in tongues. You, you're trusting God for each word that's coming out of your mouth. You don't know what you're about to say, but you trust in God. It says by faith. You know, we walk by faith and not by sight. So I'm trusting God that what I'm saying, the Holy Ghost is giving me the utterance and the words to come out of my mouth. So it stimulates and builds my faith up. And you, if you develop your faith in one area, it's easy for you to have faith in another area. Reason number six, praying in tongues is a means of keeping free from worldly cont contamination, such as ungodly and profane and vulgar talking, such as some of us, we work in, um, not myself, but some of you guys work in the work field where they cuss all the time and they talk dirty jo jokes and whatnot. How many know that stuff will get on you? How many know that you, you're working in areas where people are gossiping about other people and that stuff will get up on you? So by praying in tongues, you, you're setting yourself free from all those things. Reason number seven, praying in tongues enables us to pray for the unknown. Again, Romans 8, 26, the Holy Spirit knows everything. So when we pray in tongues, we're praying for the unknown for our lives and, and the lives of other people. One time I, I was in an um, accident. I was walking from work out in Oklahoma from going to Bible school and a car hit me. My mom woke up. She was in New Jersey. She woke up like two or three hours prior to me getting hit and she, was, she just woke up praying in tongues for me. Come to find out, that we would put that together that she was praying for me. So when you pray in tongues, you're praying for the unknown. Reason number eight, praying in tongues gives, gives spiritual refreshing. Isaiah 28 verse 11 through 12 talks about the, the refreshing of the Lord. Reason number nine. Am I going too fast? Okay, reason eight. <laughs> 
Okay, reason number eight, praying in tongues gives spiritual refreshing. Isaiah 28, verse 11 through 12. Sorry about that. Little Danita, Danita um, Harrison called me. She's like, take your time. <laughs> Slow down. Um, reason number nine, speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues brings the tongue under subjection. James chapter 3, verse 8, but no man can tame the tongue. It is unruly evil, full of deadly poison. How many know that sometimes we say stuff and we put it out there, but praying in tongues help to put this tongue in subjection? I mean, I've said some things when my grandmother died. I was like, Lord, I just want to die. Just let me die. I mean, now I look like, God, forgive me. <laughs> I mean, I was just mad. I was like, oh, I was just going through these emotional, like, I can't believe she's dead. Because, you know, she's, she's, she's been there all my life, you know. Uh, my mom had me when she was 17 years old. And so my grandmother helped, basically helped raise me. So I'm like, God, I, I, didn't know, and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to pray. I was just like, I just started praying in tongues and, Lord, have mercy. Just have mercy. So praying in tongues helped me and comfort me during that time, as well as your prayers. Thank you. And reason number 10, speaking in tongues glorifies God. Acts chapter 10, verse 46. Acts chapter 10, verse 46. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. So when you speak in tongues, you're magnifying God. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 17 says, for you indeed give thanks well. But the, other is, but the other is not edified. So when you pray in tongues, you're giving thanks very well. Baptism of the Holy Spirit is for our personal edification. Now, there is a public side of tongues, which is called a diverse or different kinds of tongues. It is for the edification of the body of Christ. It is spoken, it is spoken in the midst of a group of believers where, with an interpreter present for a specific word of encouragement, exhortation, and comfort for that group of believers. So I have given you 10 reasons why every believer should speak in tongues. I'm going to hit this real quick. Um, here are seven steps in helping others to receive the Holy Spirit. Seven steps. If you, th these steps right here, I I've used these steps since high school. I, I, I got them actually out of um, a, a man's book by the name of Brother Kenneth E. Hagan. Seven vital steps in receiving the Holy Spirit, and I kind of added my own twist. Um, the first step in helping others to receive the Holy Spirit is this. Number one. Help the person see that God gave the gift of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. Help the person see that God gave the gift of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. That's Acts chapter 2, 1 through 4. Okay. Um, number two, lead the person. You, you, let me slow down. Everybody, you okay? Okay, one more time. Help the person see that God gave the gift of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. Step number two, lead the person to see that anyone who is saved is ready to receive the Holy Spirit. Lead the person to see that anyone who is saved is ready to receive the Holy Spirit. That's Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Again, there's nothing else that qualifies us but the blood of Jesus. Okay, number three. Go back to number two. Lead the person to see that anyone who is saved is ready to receive the Holy Spirit. Lead the person to see that anyone who is saved is ready to receive the Holy Spirit. Step number three, it is scriptural to tell the person to expect to receive the Holy Spirit when hands are laid on them. It is scriptural to tell the person to expect to receive, that better be Jesus. Um, it is scriptural to tell the person 
to expect to receive the Holy Spirit when hands are laid on them. That's Acts chapter 8, verse 18 through 20. Also Hebrews 6, 1 through 2. There is what is called the ministry of laying of hands. Um, Hebrews chapter 6, 1 through 2. So throughout scriptures, you'll see it throughout the book of Acts. You'll see that um, when people, sometimes when people receive the Holy Spirit, they laid hands on people and they receive. Now, every believer, this is not part of, but every spirit-filled believer can lay hands on a person and expect them to receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. Mark chapter 16, 15 through 18 speaks of, in, in my name, they shall cast out demons. In my name, they shall speak in new tongues. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So based on those scriptures, I can lay hands on somebody and expect the power of God to come upon them. Okay, step number four, tell the person what to expect. Tell the person what to expect. Sometimes people have crazy ideals or crazy thoughts of what might happen. Um, they must realize that they have to speak. God isn't going to speak for them. The Holy Ghost will move on their vocal cords, lips, and tongues, and will put supernatural words on their lips, but the person must put sound into action and speak it out. The Holy Spirit gives the utterance, but man does the speaking. Have you ever noticed there's two sides to everything with God? There's a God side and there's a man side. You pray for favor, God says, go look for a job. You, you pray for healing, God says, take your medicine, go to the doctor. God says, pay your tithes, he'll bless you and work and save. How many know that there's always, a, you can't just pay your tithes and, and then blow your money and expect God to bless you. You can't just go out there in, in the middle of the snow and says, you know, by Jesus stripes I'm healed without your coat and expect you to walk in divine healing. So there's God's side, there's a man's side. With the baptism, you have to do the speaking, but God provides the utterance. Amen. Um, 1 Corinthians 14, 18, Paul says, I will speak with tongues. I will speak with my own unknown language as well as it is expected for the believer to speak in tongues when he receives the baptism. The Holy Spirit does not speak in tongues. Some people are afraid. This is, and I've seen this all the time. People, they get afraid when it comes to receiving the baptism. They expect the Holy Spirit to come upon them and just all of a sudden just shake them all over. How many know the Holy Spirit is a gentleman? And he's not going to force himself on anybody. So you have to work with him. You have to work with him. So when tonight, when we call you up to get, receive the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, don't expect God to come upon you and cause you to do the robot, you know. I mean, you have to work with him. You, the Bible says, and they were filled with the Spirit and began to speak with other tongues. So the Spirit gives the utterance, but we do the speaking. Some of the people say, well, I'm afraid that it's going to be me. It's going to be you. Because you, if I pray in the Spirit, my Spirit prays. So if I'm praying in tongues, I'm praying in tongues in the flesh. Because I'm in the flesh. We are, a group of young, we are a group of people praying in the flesh to a God who is in the spirit. The Bible says in Joel chapter 2 verse 28, I, in the last days I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. So you and I have a right to pray in the flesh in the spirit. Amen. Amen. So don't ever be afraid that you're praying in the flesh. Oh, I'm praying in the flesh. Yeah, you, we all praying in the flesh. You know, don't get super dumb deep and says, oh, you know, I got to wait for this feeling. If you wait for a feeling, then sometimes the devil makes sure you never have that feeling. I mean, no, there's times, there's times that you don't feel like praying in tongues. 
Like, I don't, you know, I remember the devil messing with me. What are you saying? You're just talking ABC. My mind is just wondering, like, what am I doing? What am I saying? You're stupid. You're spending hours of your time saying these syllables that doesn't make any sense. But way when I got up and preached and the power of God hit, one time I was in a prison preaching the gospel and God opened this deaf ear of this man who was shot seven times. When I saw that, I said, oh, I'm going to pray in tongues more. <laughs> so the proof is in the pudding. Amen. So when I see the results of my prayer time, when I, I used to come down here all the time, um, you know, before I lost my key, I used to come down here all the time and pray on Saturdays and just pray in tongues, put on praise and worship because Sunday I got to preach. So I would consecrate myself, just, just praying out the will of God, empowering myself to walk out the will of God. So how many know that when we pray in tongues, we got we to gotta teach people what to expect. Sometimes people got crazy ideas. They think that something supernatural, like, you know, they're looking for the spectacular and missing the supernatural. They're looking for like a, a sign. But the supernatural part about tongues is not the tongues themselves, but it's actually the utterance. That God himself is giving you what to pray for. That's supernatural, but the tongues are not supernatural. Um, step number five, tell the individual to disregard all fears. He or she will receive from foolish teachers who said that they might receive something counterfeit. In other words, I've dealt with people where, uh, people are afraid to receive the baptism because they're afraid that they may receive another spirit. But a Luke chapter 11, verse 11 through 13 says, if you ask the Father for the Holy Spirit, he's not going to give you a serpent. He's not going to give you a demon. He's going to give you his spirit. So, in other words, tell the individual to disregard all fears about receiving a counterfeit. I got two more, and we're going to get to it. Number six, step six, um, encourage the person to act. Encourage the person to act. Exhort them, that, that's number six, encourage the person to act. Exhort them to open their mouth. This is the act of faith. Tell them not to speak a single word in their native language. You can't speak in two languages at once. This is a heart experience, not a mind experience. This supersedes your mind. Your mind has nothing to do with it. And, and I've noticed when people come up to receive and you, you tell them, you know, okay, just open your mouth and speak. And they're like, and nine out of ten, they do not receive. Because they're telling the Holy Spirit, no. I just can't do it. The Bible says you can do all things to Christ which strengthens you. I just can't do it. <laughs> Nothing's coming out. They spoke in tongues. You want me to repeat you? Tie, tie, bow tie. He came in a Honda left and hearse. Should have bought a heater, should have bought a heater, but about a Honda. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right so encourage them to open their mouth encourage them to act also um this is not part of the step this is part of step number six encourage them to relax and boldly lift their voice and make those supernatural sounds that want to come out working their tongue and their lips the holy spirit will give them the utterance but we do the talking the supernatural part of it again is is, is the utterance and not the tongues number seven this is important. The last step, number seven, never crowd around a person who has come to receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit and never permit a crowd to gather around them. Never crowd around a person who has come to receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit 
and never permit a crowd to gather around them. For example, somebody might be saying, hang on. Somebody, other person says, let go. <laughs> so what am I supposed to do? Hang on or let go? Let him speak through you. Okay, I'm trying to let him speak through, you know, some of us say, you speak. Uh, who am I supposed to let speak, me or the Holy Spirit? So it breeds mad confusion. So a lot of times I've seen it um, at our shut-in, one shut-in, and, and this person's not here, so I can talk about them. Um, this, <laughs> this individual, first time in church setting and whatnot, they came up to receive the baptism. And, you know, you know me, I'm trying to teach the kids, train the kids to give people feel. And this one guy, he, he just like, <laughs> he looked like a, you know, you know how the dog goes to the bathroom. <laughs> He's just like. I was like, okay, you got to pull back. Because, number one, this person is very uncomfortable. They don't know what's happening. It seemed occultish to them. So how many know that the Holy Spirit is not spooky? <laughs> right. He's a gentleman, so he does everything in decency and in order. I've prayed with many my cousin. I prayed with her over the phone um, to receive the baptism. Just like, be filled. She's just, just like that. So you don't have to be in person to get people filled. I prayed with my grandmother, one who just passed. I prayed with her in the living room. And she prayed in tongues and cried so loud. I'm like, whoa, I got my grandmother filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I felt all special. <laughs> I, was, I got prideful too. I went back to the Bible school. I got my grandmother filled with the Holy Ghost. They was like, okay. <laughs> but um, never crowd around a person because it just caused confusion. And make sure the person is understanding what's going on. You know, sit down. They don't have to understand every, the, all the dynamic, dynamics of, of being filled, but just explain to them scripture. If you show them scriptures, it builds their faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Two reasons why people fail to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Number one, a lack of faith. They're not convinced that it's for them. They're convinced that it's for God's favorite in their minds. So you have to build their faith and let them know that this is a gift for you. Acts chapter 2 verse 38 says, you know, repent and be baptized, each one of you, in the name of Jesus. And receive um, re remission of sins and receive ye the gift of the Holy Ghost. And for this gift is to you and to your children and to as many as the Lord our God has called. And John chapter 15 says, you are chosen. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. So God has called us and cho chosen us to receive this precious gift. Number two is a lack of yielding. People don't know how to yield to the Holy Spirit. So when it comes to the baptism, either it's, if they don't receive, it's a lack of faith or a lack of yielding. They just don't know how to yield their vocal cords to the Holy Spirit. Um, at this time, everybody stand. So I, I pray that you guys know how to get people filled now. I'm telling you, my cousin and um, Caleb got a chance to meet her. She is, you guys are going to get a chance to meet her one day. She is crazy. Wow. I mean, she's just like me, but she's she went further. I mean, I, I used to get people on my job, used to pull them in the, uh, in the um, not the bathroom, but in the hallways. And, you know, after they get saved, you know, you receive Jesus, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, they come say the sinner's prayer. I say, okay, we're going to pray. You need the Holy Ghost. And I'll be like, in the name of Jesus, be filled. In the bathroom. I say, okay, now just pray in tongues. I need you to use your prayer and whatnot. And I, I did it all the time. And sometimes a particular denomination who don't believe in the baptism, I, I do it on the slide tip. Um, Ephesians chapter 3 talks about, you know, pray that we be filled with the, all the fullness of God. So I have them pray that. So be prayed that you be filled with all the fullness of God. And bam, next thing I know, that open your mouth so the Holy Ghost can fill it. And I said, the power of God is on your mouth now. And they open their mouth and bam, they just filled the spirit at a, at a Baptist church. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, but God gives you wisdom. You know, you don't want to go in and cause a lot of confusion. Like, yeah, everybody need to feel this. One time I preached about praise and worship at my, my, my great-grandfather, great-great-uncle, excuse me, church, a 2000 Baptist church. And he was like, you're a preacher, huh? We, okay. 
And he told me not to preach about tongues, not to preach about healing, not to preach about confession, not to preach about prosperity. You know, stay away from that. Um, but you can, you know, just preach, preach the word. Let the spirit lead you, but don't preach about these things. So I was like, <laughs> so, so what I did, and he said, oh, I said, how much time do I have? 15 minutes. I said, okay. So I got up and I preached about praise and worship. <laughs> I was like, you know, you need to praise God and worship. And he was, you know, it was like, okay. And I said, can I pray for people to get healed? So, oh, yeah, let the spirit lead you. I said, so what I did is God, and I learned this from um, Dr. Debbie Turner's mother who went home to be with the Lord years ago, is she used to go into these denominational churches. And some, some of them don't believe in laying on hands, you know. So what I did is I had them stand up and just speak the word. I said, y'all want to see God's power? I don't know, speak the word and God, God will heal them, just like that. And so with these things, the reason why I was saying all that is that, you know, be led by the spirit, how you introduce the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You know, sometimes you don't want to cause confusion because if they're in the church that's preaching against it, you got all that doctrine that you got to come against. So you, you need to pray if the Ephesians prayers for them that the eyes of their understanding will be open, that they'll see that this gift is for them. Now, I, I've learned many years ago not to get in an argument over somebody, over tongues. If they don't believe it, they don't want to, you know, hey, God bless you. I love you. But this is, this is I mean, they, in high school, they argued me down that, I, you know, they used to, you know, they was, you know, believing in once saved, always saved. And I was like, you got to live holy. You need to get filled with the spirit and whatnot. And they just, they argued with me. And I would be right with them. Like, and, and I stopped that years ago, except for Saturday, um, Sunday when, when somebody picked me up. I got in an argument over um, the Stella Awards or something. <laughs> I was hot. I was hot. I was like, I just buried my grandma. You gonna talk to me about again? You know, Tony. You know, I was like, Yo, man, what is? But anyway, um, I don't know. At this time, we want to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Is there one here who's never received Jesus as the Lord of your life? I'm not talking about having a church experience, but having a salvation experience. This is a wonderful opportunity to miss hell. Say, so is there one here who would like to receive Jesus Christ? Raise your hand. Amen. Amen. All right. Come up. Is there another one? Is there another one who either want to re give, give your life to Christ for the first time or rededicate your life to Christ? I want you to be bold enough, say, like this young man says, I want to receive Christ. I want to rededicate myself to Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. There's another one. Amen. Y'all give it up for the young people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Is there another one who says, you know, Pastor Dwayne, I want to I wanna get my life right with Christ. I want to get my life right with Christ. I want you to be bold enough to say, you know, Pastor Dwayne, I'm bold enough to say that I, I need the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Is there another one? Is there another one? We'll wait for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Let's just pray this prayer after me. And you, congregation, you join me as we pray this prayer. There's no magic in the prayer, but it's only faith in God. Mean it with all your heart. Four years ago, when I was four years old, I, pray, I prayed this prayer with my mom and meant it. And I've been saved ever since. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God has actually raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. And the Bible says, for as many as call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So the only thing you have to do is just mean this prayer in your, with your, all your heart, and, and Jesus will come inside and he'll change your life forever. Amen? Amen. So let's pray this prayer. Say, Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I'm asking for your forgiveness. Cleanse me, Lord. Make me righteous by the blood of Jesus. I believe 
that God raised Jesus from the dead. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. Jesus, you're the only one who sits upon the throne of my heart. I thank you that I'm saved. Everybody rejoice with these young people. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Wait, don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Now, we want to give everybody, anybody else an opportunity who do, cannot speak in other tongues, along with these new converts, we want to give them an opportunity. The best time to get filled with the Holy Spirit is when you get saved. No time for you to even wonder. I mean, they're ready. Unless they just tell us no, we're going to pray for them, and they're going to get filled with the Holy Ghost. So is there another one here who says, Pastor Dwayne, I want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues? Is there another one here who want to come up? Just come up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Just line up. Just line up right down here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. If you cannot speak in other tongues and you want to receive, and you say, Pastor Dwayne, I spoke in tongues many years ago, but I need to reactivate my prayer language. I want you to come forth, too. Hallelujah. I want you to come forth, too. Is there another one? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. How I many know getting people filled with the Holy Ghost is very important? It's very important. Hallelujah. Sometimes people in today's society, in the world that we live in, the church world that we live in, the people nowadays, they don't even give people an opportunity to get saved, number one. And to get people filled, oh, that's extreme. But how I many know we need to go back to the Bible and getting people filled with the Holy Spirit? Amen. Amen. This is, is there another one? Is there another one? Okay, you guys right here, I want you to lift up your hands, and the worker's going to lay hands on you. The Bible says that, that we can receive the Holy Ghost by the laying on our hands. And when hands are laid upon you, look at me, y'all guys look at me. When hands are laid upon you, I'm telling you by faith that the Holy Ghost is going to come upon each and every last one of you guys. Each and last one of you guys. So you guys say, say this prayer after me. Say, Father God, I say with my mouth. That Jesus is my Lord. I boldly confess that he is my Savior. I say with my mouth that this is my receiving day. I am a believer and I have a right to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I expect to speak with other tongues as hands are laid upon me. The Holy Ghost will come upon me. And give me a supernatural utterance. And I will speak with other tongues. As the Spirit of God gives me utterance. In the name of Jesus. Now on the count of three works, I want you to lay hands on them. And with all faith, every faith that you have, just know that the Holy Ghost is going to come upon all these people right now. On the count of three. One, two, three. Receive the Holy Ghost now. 
Receive the Holy Ghost now. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. I bind fear. Fear you have no place in the people of God. Out of their belly shall flow rivers of living water. I thank you, Father, that you will not deny anyone who comes to you to asking for the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And I thank you right now for out of their belly, out of their inner man, the Spirit of God fills them to overflowing. I thank you, Father. We got one here. We got another one. Out of your belly shall rivers of living water. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. You guys begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in other tongues. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. I thank you, Father, that they have a right to receive this precious gift. I thank you that you will not deny them, but you will fill them to overflowing. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord. I worship. And here's another one, another one filled with the Holy Ghost. Lord, we just rejoice. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you're changing lives forever. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. I thank you. I thank you, Father. We have a right to lay hands and to expect people to get filled to overflowing with the Holy Ghost. There's another one. Listen, if you've been prayed for, don't pray in English. Don't pray in your native language. The Holy Ghost is upon you right now. Open your mouth, begin to move your vocal, begin to move your mouths and move your lips. And the Holy Ghost will come upon you and give you the supernatural utterance. It's easy. It's easy. There's another one that got filled. Come on, let's rejoice. Hallelujah. There's another one that got filled. There's another one that got filled. Hallelujah. They're being prayed for. I'm going to tell you this story. I have a, little, I have a sister. She's not little anymore. She's about 26. Um, she, when her and my other brother, who's about 23 now, there's another one that just got filled. Come on, let's rejoice. Hallelujah. When they were about four or five, I might be exaggerating, maybe five or six, they went to, um, um, at, at school, they used to have what's called show and tell. Where you, you bring something, you display something. They used to go and do Bible stories. And they led their teacher at the age of five and six to the Lord and got them filled with the Holy Ghost in the public schools. So God can use anybody. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So you guys expect, you guys, you guys got scriptures now, you know how to get people filled. You go back and you get your family members filled with the Holy Ghost. You got a brother that's on drugs, get him saved and get him filled so he can get set free. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You can instruct those who already already been filled to go back to the seat. I think he got saved for the first time. Yeah, so, so. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Every day, pray in the spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. He's speaking? He's speaking? Hallelujah. 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 
For those, those who are not speaking now, just have them look up here. I'm going to give them some more instruction. Check this out. Check this out. Don't try so hard. Don't try with your mind. You're trying to receive it with your mind. The Bible says faith is of the heart. So you got to believe this thing with your heart. Listen, you have to do the speaking. You have to speak. If you don't speak, you won't speak in tongues tonight. You have to open your mouths and begin to declare, say, Lord, I thank you, and begin to speak what the Holy Ghost gives you. You may or may not hear anything, but the Spirit of God, we've already prayed. We've already believed that we receive that he's upon you. Right now, the Spirit of God is upon each and last, each and last one of you guys. You just got to open your mouth and yield to him. Just yield. Say, Father, say, open your mouth and say, Father, I receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking with other tongues right now. I expect to speak with other tongues. Now receive. Open your mouth and receive. Now speak in Jesus' name. Don't even think about it. Speak it. Speak. Just open your mouth and speak. Open your mouth and speak. You guys want to take him back in the back and just kind of minister more in depth in the back. Just the children's church right here, right here. Uh, ch okay, children's church. Yeah, you guys just follow, and they're going to give you some more instructions, show you some more things from the word. Thank you, Lord. As they leave right now, let's just pray for them that they'll receive everything they came up here for. Father, right now, we thank you, Father, that every spiritual need will be met, Father, that these people will leave with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, Father. We thank you, Father. We claim their infilling right now in the name of Jesus. We claim their infilling now. That you fill them to overflowing. We bind every hindrance in the name of Jesus. I thank you that a, 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 just a flow, a, a flow of your spirit out of their bellies should flow rivers of living living water. We have what we say and we declare it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God is a good God. Amen. Amen. It was worth just to have those three young people come up and receive Christ and to have those to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We don't know what God is going to make them into. You can, we can be looking at the next Catherine Kuhlman, the ne next Billy Graham, or you know, next Oral Roberts, or the next Wright Brothers, or whatever. God can give them supernatural wisdom by praying in tongues. Listen, I just want to encourage you guys that every day you pray in tongues. Get up. If it's 15 minutes a day, just begin to make it a religious habit of praying in the Holy Ghost. There's times that, you, you know, you just don't know what to pray. On your way to work, just, what are you doing? I'm praying out the perfect will of God. Now, just don't pray in tongues. Pray in English. Sometimes God will give you the interpretation right then on the spot. And you begin to pray out the plan. You're like, well, where did that come from? That came out of, this, out of, out of my spirit, man. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let me just pray for you guys, and then we'll, um, we'll dismiss. Just raise If you want to receive a blessing, just raise your hand. Father, right now, I just pray for your people, Father. I stand as your man, and Lord, I speak of blessings upon th their life now. I invoke the blessings of God. This week, they, they, this will be the best week of their life because Jesus lives big on, in the inside of them, Father. And I speak promotion. I speak raises. I speak money. Father, I thank you for giving them supernatural wisdom. Father, I thank you, Father. I thank you that they'll come to another level, another dimension with their walk with you, Father. I thank you that you'll remind them of 
of the word of God that was imparted into them tonight. I thank you they'll never be the same. And tonight, Father, I thank you that they'll have sweet sleep. I bind the spirit that has harassed them in the nighttime. And I, I evoke the sweet peace of God upon your people. And I thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. That concludes this week's message. And thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.